Welcome to Live, Laugh, Love Real Estate Conversations with Lisa Loveland and Costa Hansis. Today we have Ryan Magan, McGinn rather, um, and probably the best way to describe Ryan is he is an internet entrepreneur. He has done so many things from men's fashion to, um, well, how to get, and I'll let him tell you how he was giving men fashion tips and what really made his uh, his hits skyrocket. Um, but Ryan, better you to tell us about you and how you got into this. Um, yeah, so obviously, thank you guys for having me on. Um, I will do my best to share some as much value as I can. Uh, but yeah, no, I've been, I mean, a lot of people, I, a lot of people are discovering now, obviously, through TikTok. Um, I'm closing in on like 100,000 followers, and it's been kind of a wild ride with TikTok right now. Um, but I've been on the internet, like, making videos, making money for about 12 years. Um, I haven't actually had a job uh, in about 10 of those years. So, That's awesome. Um, I've done, I started online, I want to say, it was about 12 years ago, I created a, I was a professional BMX racer, I was working at Los Home Improvement. Um, I got the opportunity to turn pro on my bike, and I wanted to do that. So, I quit low, I quit, that was my last job that I had, I quit my last uh, retail job, and um, basically realized really quickly I need to make some money because BMX just don't get paid that much. I uh, discovered Tim Ferriss from the four hour work week and I said I want to get rich while I sleep so um, I had to help me make a DVD to uh, teach BMXers how to get faster on their bike. I did that, it took about months to make a DVD because definitely not as easy uh, now to do all these things. So I was writing uh, like, a lot of technical things that weren't there. Um, created this DVD, you know, started selling it on my backpack at bike races, started selling it. Um, one lady asked me, are you selling this online? I said, no, but if you check my website Monday, I'll, uh, and I wrote down like my, my domain name and she's like, cool. I didn't have the website up by Monday. It took me about a month and a half to get a website up. Uh, <laughs> back then we had to learn how to code and yeah. uh, we didn't have WordPress and lead pages and click funnels and all that fun stuff we have today. Um, but then it turned into, um, I started, I realized that nobody goes to your website unless you drive traffic. So the first thing I did was started making videos, pretty much about the exact same thing I was selling in the DVD. I was just giving away for free in videos. And this is before YouTube. So, um, you know, I made a couple hundred videos on Diddler, um, which I'm sure you guys are familiar with Gary Vee. He's an investor in Diddler. Yeah. Um, he told everybody, put all your videos on Diddler. It's the best place to be. And uh, don't do that YouTube thing because Diddler pays you. And um, thankfully, um, Vidler then came, uh, went out of business and I lost all my videos. So a couple hundred of them. And I say thank you because had I kept doing that on YouTube, I'd probably still be racing BMX to this day. And not that I don't like that I would be doing that. I just, I like the path that I've kind of come down because I lost all those videos. Um, I kind of just scrapped the whole BMX thing. Yeah. Um, I ended up quitting my, quitting bike racing cause I was kind of just burnt out as it was. Um, then I found affiliate marketing. Um, I started. I was kind of a dirtbag affiliate marketer. Um, I was doing some slimy stuff with Google SEO and stuff that I'm not really proud of, but I made a lot of money. Um, and but I learned a lot. I learned copywriting. I learned uh, SEO traffic, and um, did that for about a year. Um, I was I built up a network of 500 um, like microblogs, as they called them back then. They were called sniper sites, um, and they were doing really good passive income. Uh, and due to the shady stuff I was doing to keep them ranked in the search engines, one day Google decided that they didn't like that anymore. So they changed the algorithm and everything came crashing down. Wow. Um, I can't wait to hear and, about the shady things that we will be asking <laughs> you in a little yeah. bit. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so that morphed into 
Um, I was currently my I'm currently um, engaged and have a five year old daughter. Uh, but at the time, I was with the, the the woman that I'm currently engaged to, um, and we were just dating. We've been dating for about a year and a half, almost two years. And I was just a degenerate type of person. Um, I was like a ex athlete who was like thought he was cooler than everybody and like i figured out this internet thing so i was making like a thousand dollars a day and i didn't really give a shit what anybody told me um i was going out drinking a lot like you know buying tables at clubs and just generally you know that living life like this and um google changed their algorithm and it was like okay um what now because i'm now again because i went from a couple but the whole idea with the sites was i built up a network that was really really good um, I actually got offered for someone to buy my entire network of sites for uh, $250,000. Um, my arrogance said, you know, F off. I'm doing that. It's too cheap. I said, I'll, I'll keep going until I get this to like $2,000 a day, and then I can sell it for a million. Um, How long ago was that? Well, that was, I want to say about eight, seven or eight years ago. Okay. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe eight or nine years, seven or eight years ago. Um, but that that arrogance kind of, I wish I would have 250k because about a month after i basically told that person to fuck off um everything came crashing down <laughs> so uh and, it, and again so now i'm depressed like don't really know what i'm doing i'm like what am i gonna do with my life like i'm not a bike racer anymore i'm not like this seo guy anymore and um then i found my fiance currently um she dumped me and because her career was skyrocketing <laughs> and it turns out that uh you know, I moved in with a buddy of mine. Um, we're actually really good friends to this day. Um, and I was sleeping on an air mattress. I know it's like sounds so cliche, but I literally had an air mattress. When you move in with your with a girl, I mean, if you move in with a girl, you tend to lose all of your belongings. So um, <laughs> I, I had nothing. So I, and I and I was broke. So I was like, fuck it. I was buying like that double tall air mattress. So I like, oh, yeah. premium version. Um, bought that and I put it in this room that I was renting from my friend. And like, kind of one day, I, I you know. And I was going out drinking a lot because I live in St. Petersburg, Florida. It's not expensive to drink here. So no matter how drunk you are, you can always get fucked up if you want to. So, uh, you know, so I, I kept uh, I was going out a lot. And I was like, I woke up one day and I was like, what am I doing? Like, I I looked in the mirror and I just said, I, I don't look like a smart entrepreneur. I look like a guy who's going to rob a fucking convenience store. Like, I need to change this image. Um, I want to hang out with you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and, so I, I was like, what am I doing with my life? Like, I'm, I'm single again. I'm like, almost, I was like 28 years old. And you know, actually, I was, like, I was almost 29, almost 30. And basically, I just said, you know, I'm going to change everything about myself right now. And that's when I fell into fashion and style. Um, I went on the internet and I started watching like the YouTube channels that were popular. Um, and I realized that nobody, you know, because I'm like angry at my ex now. Like, I'm like, she dumped me for a guy that wants to wear a suit. That was like, what the lie I was telling myself in my head. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to go get suits. So I went and bought a bunch of tailored suits from H&M. Like, I tailored H&M suits, which is good when you really think about it because they're so cheap. But I, like, like all the money I have on redoing my wardrobe and image started coming out again. I realized that people do uh, respond to how you dress. And, you know, especially women. Like, if you're dressing a certain way, women tend to like that certain guy who dresses a certain way and, like, manipulate the women saw me by how I was dressing. And also the people that I was, that I was tracking into my, like, home. So the marketing is like, oh, yeah, we need to put this shit out there. Let's do YouTube. So I started making videos about it because that's all I know how to do is like edit videos. Mm -hmm. And I started making YouTube videos um, and I was very aggressive with it. I was like, where this shirt get laid? That would be my title. Um, and I started getting a lot of attention. I had like my first viral video, I guess, like 
700,000 views on YouTube, which is like, you know, I mean, my numbers are so skewed now because I, I mean, I had a 4 million view video like two weeks ago on TikTok. So I'm like, what's, what is viral anymore? Um, but back then that was a lot of views on YouTube and, you know, my channel started blowing up. Like it was like, I had like 10,000 followers really quickly. Then it was like 15. And then I was signed to an agency because I liked my aggressive style. And they're like, we could send a lot of brands to you that are, we can't normally send to all of our other people because they're too PG. Um, so, you know, it started, I started getting like paid like a thousand, two thousand dollars a video. Um, I bought a studio, like it's an office, turned into a studio, built a selfie wall like you would see at, at like Hollister. Yeah. Um, so I could show off my outfits and I basically had an assembly line five days a week, Monday through Friday, I'd make videos. Um, That's awesome. Um, Let me ask and, you one thing. Yeah, when you changed, yeah, when you changed the way you dressed, did you feel differently? Was it, was it, 100%. was it an authentic presentation? to the people you um, were attracting as at first, followers? At first, I don't think it was authentic. It was just like, I knew I should be doing stuff like this, but a lot of it felt uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. um, but after I started getting the reactions and the responses and seeing how people were treating me, absolutely it became 100% like yeah. I believed it. Um, yeah. And it probably took about a month of like forcing myself out of like, I mean, I Comfort do really, I tend to, I, I kind of go overachiever and like I, uh, I'll overdo things. So I'm like, I made a pack. I was like, for, for like 90 days, like I'm not going to wear any sneakers. Like, so I would only wear shoes for 90 days. And it turned like, I did. I, I only gym was like, I'll wear sneakers to the gym, but that's it. And like, I wore like wingtips and like boots and like, and I just like, I would do crazy like that just to see how people would react. And, you know, same clothes I was wearing prior to what I was wearing now, the people in the same places were now like, oh, did you like a promotion? Or, oh, like, how did business going? Or, oh, like, I was like, all right, people are just associating with the money, so I'm going to keep doing it. Um, but yeah, then, you know, I, I grew pretty decent on YouTube for a while. I, I was almost like coming up, I was growing by like 500 subscribers a day at, at like one point. And then YouTube kind of kiboshed the channel because I was, they deemed me um, inappropriate content, like aggressive nature. I don't know. They I find that so surprising, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so I, it's not the first time I've been censored by Google. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So, I again, now I'm like, but luckily at this time, I was a lot more financially prepared to kind of be able to figure out where I wanted to do next. Because um, I was getting paid a lot. Like, you know, I, I learned really quickly you didn't need a large following to make a lot of money. Um, and by a lot of money, I, I, you know, like six figures was like kind of like my goal for a while. And I hit that pretty quickly with that, with the fashion business. And, mm -hmm. um, I tried my best to save what I could. And when YouTube kind of, you know, I probably could have built the channel back up. Like, I don't think that it was dead, but I was just like burnt out. And, um, I, I tend to do that. I go really hard. Like, I mean, I was doing five videos a day for almost two years or wow. five videos a week for almost two years. So like when I hit that, like, you know, the bump in the road of YouTube basically like telling me like we, we're not going to show your channel anymore. We demonetize your channel. I was like, well, what am I going to do now? Um, and at this time that was when Instagram was kind of starting to come up and I was like, well, I can take cool pictures and like I can make little videos for Instagram and that's what I did on Instagram. And then I started making little like mini vlogs. Like I would put like 30 second vlogs in my stories. I turned my camera vertically and I was like, I'm going to become a vertical filmmaker. Like that wasn't even a thing back then. Like I was just like, I just knew it was different and I knew that different always for me, different has always worked. Um, so that's what I did. And I started doing these little like mini blogs and videos and uh, people started sharing them. And next thing you know, I had 10,000 followers on Instagram. Ironically, my 
my following has never grown really past 10,000 followers on Instagram. But what happened in that time frame was all the brands that I was I used to work with in the fashion side mm-hmm. started hiring me for ad campaigns. Like we want you to come make ads for us. Gotcha. We like your videos. We like your style. Um, and I did that for about a year and a half, two years, maybe maybe a year and a half, and then you know started getting clients where people would pay me like a thousand, two thousand a month to send me all their footage. I would edit it. I send it back. Um, well, they would think I was editing it, but I actually hired an editor to help me. Um, and then I started building a little editing team. And then COVID kind of came around. And when that happened, all of my clients canceled. And I ended up losing a lot of money because a lot of them refunded. And I wasn't prepared to take money. Um, at one point, I had to refund out to $20,000. And I, 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 honestly, I, I, all, I had barely enough to do it. And I ended up having to basically tell some people that I can't refund you just to save me for the upcoming three or four months. So I had money to pay my bills so I didn't get evicted and I could take care of my now family. Yeah. And so it, you know, it's kind of a dark time. And that's when I found TikTok. So I was, and I tend to create myself out of depression. Um, when I, whenever I'm feeling really down or like I don't really know what I'm going to do with myself or like my business, like I, I go make videos um, and I was like, you know, everybody's talking about the TikTok thing. You know, I, I mean, I, I think I'm an okay looking guy, but I'm not going to dance with my shirt off in front of the camera. <laughs> I was like, but I do know a lot about videos and making content. So let me, let me educate people on this platform where nobody's educating people. And that yeah. was, yeah. that was kind of the shift. And the first thing that I saw with TikTok was um, I was one of the first educators on the platform, and I know that because TikTok told me that because they use a lot of my training in their creators portal, um, which ironically, nobody from TikTok has ever reached out for me to help them, which really upsets me. But, um, you know, people that were in the TikTok creators portal and stuff were like sending me my own videos like, dude, I learned so much from you. And then like, you know, I had a few videos I committed to about um, when I first started, I committed to like a 30 day window. I was like, I'm going to do a video every day for 30 days and see what happens. And I think on day 10, I got a million viewed video. Wow. Um, and that was, but, but at that time, the, the funny thing is, this is like people don't know is I only had one hour a day to film and edit my videos because I was, I was on lockdown um, at home. I was watching my daughter because my fiance is actually a nurse. So she was at work a lot. And so I only had one hour and that, that one hour was when there was a show on that my daughter would not bother me for an hour. Um, so that's why I started it. Like I had my first video, I made a like little studio in my bedroom because I would go in the bedroom, put my camera on my pod, hit the board, close the door. My daughter kind of knows working, but any given moment would interrupt me. Um, and I, made, I was like, I have to film you in 15 minutes and I have to edit full time. And that's what I did every day, 30 days while I'm on. And when I had my million view video, I said, there's, there's something here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I should hit I should talk to my friends about uh, helping them with their TikToks because, um, and this is what TikTok has no clue that I do. Um, I've created a TikTok agency. Right now I have 22 clients. Um, it's $30,000 a month business. Um, I have four time editors. I employ six people. Um, and my biggest client, um, which you have to beat this out because I'm under a contract. Okay. Good. Um, my biggest client is TikTok. Um, and it just turned into this monster and you know i kind of put my tiktok on the back burner because i had so many clients that i that i was doing videos for and as of late i mean i'm sure that's probably why we're on this call like i changed up my content completely based on all the data and things that i saw from all the accounts that i run mm-hmm. i said nobody really likes content creation tips 
And the people that do like them, there's not enough of them for me to go viral doing it. Um, so I, I just started giving advice and I have all the data from accounts that I have two, I run two accounts that are over a million followers, um, seven over a hundred K and the rest are closing in on a hundred K. Um, so I just took all the data and things that I knew from those accounts, like all the videos that did well. And I just started recreating them on my own account. And next thing you know, I had a 4 million view video. Wow. Um, what do you, what do you think? From that one video, I, sorry. No, I was just going to ask, what do you think? <clears throat> I don't want you to give away all your, your secrets for free, but just <laughs> as a general, what is one or two things that you think people do wrong when they're doing their own videos? Um, on TikTok, there's, you have to understand that culture on TikTok and it's a interesting culture to say the least. Um, in the first thing people do is they, like they go too niche and I, and I'm a niche guy, but I learned after about seven months of me not going viral that like, he, like for example, I was teaching a video on content creation and the amount of people that maybe would care about that on TikTok is really in the hundred thousand range. And the only reason I know that was because that was the average of like my top performing videos with a hundred thousand views. Um, so once I switched to broad videos, I went viral. And so I think people are pigeonholing themselves early on with the, the niche idea. Um, and I mean, I have videos about choosing a niche. So it's like, I kind of learned and that was just my experience. I'm like, mm -hmm. you have to create broad content that the, that TikTok, if they know it's a good piece of content, as in it gets viewed all the way, and there's good comments, good engagement, and there's a good good amount of shares, then they can show it to anybody and they will. Um, so that was like a big a big thing I see a lot of people doing wrong. And then lastly, people don't talk enough on TikTok. They're afraid to talk to the camera. Um, because if you ever plan on making money or selling a product or, or building a brand, like you have to use your voice. You have to you have to look into the camera and talk with you know, make eye contact and like the amount of people doing that on TikTok is is very small, which is why it's so wild opportunity. Because mm -hmm. um, all of the clients that I that I work with, they're all educators. I don't like I don't mess with the the dancers and the skits. And like the like I, I want no part of that. Like I make educators go viral. And, and like me and my team, like we've done uh, ninety some ninety six or ninety seven videos, over a million views across twelve niches. Um, and. Wow. Like my my highest viewed video is actually forty five point five million. It's not my <laughs> video. It's one that I, I personally edited. Gotcha. Wow. Um, and I, and the funny thing is, and this is another thing about TikTok is like you have to understand the culture. They don't believe shit. They don't believe anything. Right. Um, so I posted this, the analytics screenshot, blurred out the, the video, and I made a video about how I made this video go viral. And no, they all thought it was Photoshop. And like it was, I was just like. The fact that people would think that just like it baffles me that people think people go to those lengths to show that type of clout, if you will. Um, yeah. But, you know, that's I've just learned that, you know, and this this is like for you guys. I mean, for you guys, anybody making you can piss off Gen Z, you're going to go viral. Like, that's all I try to do. And every video I try to trigger them, like, I want them to get emotional in my videos. Yeah. Um, I want the hate comments. I want to be told I'm stupid. I want to be told. Like, right, because they're engaging. You you hit a chord, just so you're so there was success. Yeah, yeah. So that's just something I learned about TikTok. Like, you know, because we made. I mean, just for reference, uh, like we're doing almost 700 videos a month. Wow! Wow! Across four different editors, um, I have I have actually a content researcher that I employ 
um, that her job is to just find topics of videos that my, me and my clients make that we think will go viral based on the criteria that we kind of deciphered with those 90 something videos back. You know, and it's, you know, I, I mean, I, I'll share, like, I don't mind sharing all this because when people see my videos, they see the quality and the editing and like, yeah. like, I don't have to sell myself because people, like my videos take an hour, sometimes two hours to film and edit. And I know that nobody's going to do that for a year every day. Right. You know, and that it's hard work. It's repetition. It's what, what? content do you think is hottest well for educators it's very very simple tactical tips that you can use like immediately um like for real like for for you know or facts like factual things but not like general stuff that like like you know this is like you know um this is Jennifer J-Lo's house it has a pool it's seven thousand (laughs) seven million five hundred square feet yeah you can Google that, but it's like if you want to know how to sell a seven seven thousand square foot house, the first thing you got to do is take good pictures. If yeah. you're doing that, cool. Like that's like a general video that like somebody could watch, you know. Mm-hmm. Or if it's like, for example, like I make videos about making friends. Um, but if I say, here's how guys here, here's how guys can make friends, I just pigeonhole myself to only guys seeing that video. Right. Yep. Like here's how you can make friends in high school. Guys and girls can watch it. Here's how you make friends in college, guys. But if I say, here's how women can make friends, and only women are going to see that video. Like, the, the algorithm is so good that any, like, and it, and it knows what you say. So, like, you have to speak into the algorithm. And that's another area most people mess up. Like, like what you're saying in the video is more important than what's being written in the caption. It's the algorithm is reading your words and your voice. So it, it knows where to put your video based on what you are saying. So that's why you see, like, People are like, oh, I, I don't know why my video got, it didn't get a lot of views. And I'm like, like, well, you said Donald Trump. <laughs> I, exactly. You know, like, or like, or like you, you talked about mental health or you said, I had a friend commit suicide and it's, it's not nothing to do with suicide, even if yeah. it's in a good content, but mm-hmm. they're not going to show. Or it's like, you know, I beat out all my cuss words. Like, you know, I, I mean, I do my best now, because I know I have to play the game. Um, yeah, because I don't want any reason for TikTok to take down my business, yeah. and I want to set myself up for the most amount of as I can. And I already know if I custom them, like they're not. I have a video on my my latest video right now. Like I, I even beat out my cuss words and it and it flopped. So like like I don't know that. I mean I might, and it's hard for me not to cuss. I I, I get passionate and start talking and drop f bombs and shit and all this like. So it's authentic. So, these are the things yeah. like you know that. And like when people make TikTok videos, they, they it's not about the editing. It's not about the cameras. Um, although I started with a professional camera from day one only because I knew that was different. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people think like you can't use a phone because I made videos like don't use your phone. But I never said right. you can't use your phone. Like I, I just said if you use a camera, you, like I pop out of the feed because of the quality of my videos. Um, right. And I do that to stand out because there's a lot of people on the app. So, um, like that, that's one thing, like, but the topic of the video is the app is that's the definitive factor of whether or not you're going to go by like, you know, what the video is about and what you say in that first one to three seconds, like nothing else matters. Like if, if you get them for the first, first three seconds, and then you get them for three to five, after you got that, you probably got them the whole video and then you're going to 
you're going to get 100% watch time for this video. So, like, I mean, it's kind of my story in a nutshell. Yeah, it's a great one. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. I actually, uh, I first found you through TikTok, I think, because it might have been like a, a Jason Capital TikTok that like was a video of you speaking at one of his summits. And all of a sudden I would see videos of you pop up on TikTok. And I was like, oh, I know this guy. He looks familiar. And all of a sudden your video started showing. The TikTok did its thing. I started following you and then videos came. And I just took a huge liking to your TikTok and then just doing some more research. The funny thing is, I forget, I think it was a video or, or a podcast I was watching. Or I think it was Jason Capital talking about how he met you. But he was saying that he met you at Elliot Hulse's Strength Camp, Strength Camp Gym. And the funny thing is, in high school, about when I was in junior year of high school, I went through a transformation of losing like, I went from 250 to like 180 and Elliot's videos were like the, my, the OG channel I watched. I remember his programs, I got his programs and he was just like offered advice and he was just like one of those first people that really helped coach me through it. So I was like, I can't believe that turns out that's where you started out and it was pretty nuts to see that. And then just the, the connections, it's crazy. Just you see one TikTok and then all of a sudden, oh, let me find more about this person. Then I see you on different platforms and then the style, I was like, I love style videos. I follow like Alex Costa and all those, those top guys, but it seems like you just had a crazy journey and you've always been able to, to pivot from industry to industry and really make, make a name for yourself. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, probably still one of my best. I was with him last week. We went to a resort in, uh, in uh, Orlando. Um, he's, he's since moved away from St. Pete. He's living like in the center of the state now. Um, but actually Chris Barnard, who, who's Elliot's business partner is actually, he's like right over here at the coffee shop. <laughs> so, like, he's, a, he's a good friend of mine too. Um, we, uh, I've, yeah, I've grown up like kind of Elliot was the inspiration of that BMX training DVD. Um, really? when I, when I didn't really, I found his workouts, um, but he wasn't Elliot Hulse yet. Like he had no following and I found him online. Um, but he posted a flyer in a, in a forum that I was on. And I showed up to a Saturday morning workout. It was like 20 bucks to, to work out with him. And like, there's like four other people there. And I was just like, I want to be your friend. And like, he didn't like me at first. And then I just said, I'm going to keep showing up on Saturday. Cause I know you'll take like 20 bucks. <laughs> so, um, I just did. And then I, I just kept asking him like, Oh, you want to get lunch? You want to get dinner? Like, I'll buy you a drink. Like, let's hang out. And then he said, yes. And that was, I mean, I've been friends with him for about 10 years now. Um, and then JC, um, JC's another one of my really good friends. I was just with him last week um, in Orlando. Uh, he, uh, like, he came walking to gym one day, and I was like, I was like uh, Elliot's upstairs. And he's like, no, I'm actually, on, I, I want to meet you. Because I, I, at the time, I was also following, uh, like, JC and Elliot because I was sponsored by Elite Fitness Systems, which was a powerlifting company. They sponsored me to ride my bike, and yeah. they uh, – I had, a, I had to keep a blog on their site. So like that, that's how he found me and then he found gotcha. Elliot. And that was pissed leaving. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so we just like kind of like after that, uh, JC, well, he, it wasn't JC yet. He has a real name. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you probably know that, I but know, yeah. he wasn't, uh, it was Alex Morocco at the yeah. time. And, uh, he's like, you think I can do this in basketball? And I was like, absolutely. You can do that in basketball. And Elliot's like, fuck yeah, you can do it in basketball. So he went back to Michigan and basically created his basketball empire like asking like me and Elliot questions like through text and email. Um, and I mean, he's like, he's a, I call him a unicorn. Just yeah. like he's, I mean, he's, he's amazing at whatever he decides he's going to be amazing. At. It's nuts. Um, yeah. I, I, my success honestly on the internet didn't come until probably this TikTok agency was my most successful venture. I, like, 
most successful longest lasting thing that I've ever done, um, which kind of is like, I'm all in on it. And it's, you know, she, like, I, I don't talk about it on TikTok because I don't want competition uh, mm-hmm. because nobody's really offering the services that I'm offering and at the quality and scale that we're able to do it. So um, it, it's it's been kind of interesting. It's like I had talked to a lot. Of, and the reason why I came on here is like I, I like finding out why people are following me yeah. um, and what what makes them want to learn more about me and like kind of like your process there, like how you saw a couple of my videos and then you went to and you found me through your style and you found me through Days of Capital. Like, like, that like, I don't think you're alone in how you work that way. So it's why our TikTok. Uh, I just like, and it's it's probably my favorite film I've ever messed with. I mean, I don't do anything else anywhere else. It's TikTok and reels, and that's it. Like I've gone all in on all those because one, it's like I'm I'm a business card for my brand, and like I also believe in being in the trenches. So I don't like people run agencies that don't actually have a brand sell because when I'm like when I'm editing videos with some of my clients. Uh, in the back of my mind, I, I so if I take them out of context, they're gonna get 150 duets talking shit shit about them on TikTok, and I know that because I have 150 duets talking shit about me on TikTok. Yep. Right. And I mean, I'm a mentally strong person, but I know it sucks. Like I don't want to fucking I don't want to watch a because I have to watch them. I see them. Like I don't want to watch a 30 second video of some 17 year old kid calling me a piece of shit, telling me I'm an arrogant prick or like I'm narcissist. Like. Because at the end of the day, it's not. It's just you just got mad because I told you the truth. Yeah. Like, you right. know? So, but I, I so like when I'm working with clients, like I tell them, I'm like, yo, like, and that's why it's for me, it's like I've been really trying to get to 100K because it's, yeah, like, I'm just like, I need those three digits because it's right. like, it's a, it's a branding play for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but I mean, well, actually, funny enough, one of my other clients is Aaron Marino. I am Alpha. We do his TikTok Love. as well. Uh, he's one of the OG um, guys too, I followed. Yeah. In terms of yeah. style, I mean, he gets the fitness um, I also tips too. Do beard brand. Yeah, I also do beard brands. Yeah. Um, like they're mass, they're they're a big ass brand. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have so many. I, I forget some of my. Like, I have a. I had to hire an operator to re, to create me like a spreadsheet to remind me of like all the accounts I'm running, so I can constantly be paying attention to them because, like, I have multiple editors editing for the accounts, and then I have like posts. It's like we have like seven phones right now. Uh, that are like business, like with wow. different accounts on them that, because you can only have a certain number of accounts per phone. Right. So, I mean, it, it oper- like operating like 20 accounts that, at, that are posting daily videos, like it's, it's been a nightmare, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> yeah. it's a good nightmare because it's yeah, very lucrative. Um, so. so what's next for you? So what's next for you, Ryan? Yeah, that one more time. I think we, we Sorry, but um, see, what's next for you? Uh, I'm going to keep going with what I'm doing. Um, I'm not stopping. Like, yeah, I, I mean, this, in my eyes, is a multi-million dollar company. Um, so I'm just going to keep growing the TikTok accounts for the biggest influences that I can find. Um, that's my, I keep growing myself to as big as I can get myself. Um, you know, I mean, that's really all I think about, editors think about. So, and anything else, like, you know, I, I tend to, like, as you saw from my history, I tended to bounce and pivot and do things. And I'm like, yeah. I always fight the urge to want to do something. Like, I mean, like, I have 100,000 followers. Like, I want to sell them a product. But the reality is, I don't want people knowing what I'm doing. Um, gotcha. Like, we're doing some ninja stuff with videos that 
Like people can like I mean I have a lot of copycats. People copy my styles. They steal my fonts. Like yep. I'm like I don't yep. care because because you don't know what is going into that video. You don't know why we made that video. Like right. there's more research into the topic of the video than there is the, the font that is being used. Um, you know so. And I know people just won't do that for TikTok, right? right? At least not yet. I do think that, and I, I joke about it, but in, I would say in the next, within the next year, all the YouTubers are going to wake up and know that they need to be on TikTok. And then mm -hmm. we're going to see a resurgence of massive production quality is going to go through the roof very quickly mm -hmm. because you're going to have the Peter McKinnons doing videos every day. You're going to have the Casey Neistat yeah. doing videos every day. Um, you're gonna have the Marquez Brown Lees. Like they're gonna bring four thousand dollar cameras to TikTok, and like you know, it's it's coming. And a lot of TikTokers are like, nope, it's it's, it's authentic to use your item. Yeah, no, it's like, and these people know that. Um, business owners that like that's why we, that's why I meet myself personally. Like I put a camera, I edit on a computer, I upload it to TikTok. I do nothing in the app like, at all. Like, yeah. And, you know, when I first started saying that, like a year ago, people talked so much shit in my comments. Like, you still go for TikTok. Well, I almost have 100,000 followers. Like, I don't, know, I don't know how many followers they have with their phone videos, but, you know, right. it's good. Like, I hope they have followers. I mean, I'd love to just use my phone. It's much easier, but it's not as professional and it's not going to be as lucrative. So, like, my editor, I have people that want it for me and they're like, I'm like, cool, you have Mac? They're like, no, I edit my phone. I'm like, <laughs> can't make 75 videos on your phone exactly. in the next few days. I just can't do it. Not the style that we're doing. And like, we have everything down to as a company. Like, I have all the editing down to based science. But, like, we do the same cuts, the same fonts. Like, everything's pretty synthesized. Um, and we changes a lot. I mean, when I started doing the account that, that I'm under NDA contract for, um, like he gets a lot of attention. I mean, his, you know, his, his account's getting like 75 million right now. Um, so a lot of the, a lot of the real estate industry is copying his videos, which yeah. ultimately are my videos. Yeah. And like, I, I know that, you know, so the only thing that separates me from somebody to copy the style is the thought and the, you know, the ideas and things that go into the video before it's actually edited. And like, it, it works because I also have another client, uh, Ryan Pineda. You, yeah. follow, you guys follow him? Of course. We do his videos too. Um, so, because he found me through Grant's videos. Well, he didn't find me. He just said, I know this is you doing this. So, how much <laughs> you charge and how when can you start? Um, and he has an in house editor. And then we have my editor that, so they do two videos that his in house editor does. And then we have one that my team does. And Eight out of ten times, my, my our single video beats both of those two videos that they're putting out every day. Uh, Ryan, how many videos do you think a, a company or a, a person needs to put out per week to be most effective? Just one a day. Um, I, I, I'm a big believer in one a day. Um, reason being is you can't skip. You can't like not everybody's Gary Vee. We don't have a 37 person team of content like content interns plays coming out you know the content for a singular person so um and honestly i think you need less than that like if you look at my account you look at the views on my videos 
I posted the least amount last month and I grew the most I've ever grown. Wow. Um, but what I did do was I put a lot more, I put a lot more effort into what videos I was making and the topics those videos were about. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I mean, selfishly, that's because I'm so busy with the clients that I don't have time to do a video a day on my account. Yeah. Um, but for business owners and like brands and influencers, they're very stuck on the everyday posting because of Instagram has kind of made people believe that they have to always post. And, you know, so I fight that a lot with my clients. Like, no, you don't need that. Just do these videos I'm telling you to make. Trust me. Yep. And most of them do, and they and they end up getting a lot more views. So it, it it's shifting a little bit, and people are putting more care into TikTok. And I would say, you know, for regular people, if you're trying to grow a TikTok, like I would say five videos a week would be the minimum. Um, but make those five as good as you can. And if you can only do three really good videos, do three really good videos mm-hmm. because TikToks there's longevity on TikTok, which nobody's really thinking about. Um, like it like. You know, when somebody's scrolling, like, I mean, I don't, like, you cost, I'm a, how many videos did you watch when you saw one? I went through the uh, TikTok. I, as soon as I saw <laughs> one that was interesting, captured my attention. I think it was the one about Gary Vee. You were kind of going at Gary Vee saying, like, because he always talks about oh, Gary Vee is like, use your shitty cell phone quality to film a video. You're fine and post the 300, 300 times a day. Like, that's what you need to do, just more content. And you were like, mm-hmm. you need to use a professional camera. And I was like, I was kind of justifying because we do have professional cameras. I was like, oh, that that made uh, sense of why I bought the Sony camera. At least that that didn't go to waste because I was like, the quality does matter because I noticed your quality. Noticed, I didn't even know who you were at first, but I noticed the quality. I noticed the effort in there. I was like, who is this guy? And then rabbit hole through videos, found out you knew this person, you knew that person. And the funny thing too is when you said um, the other two clients you had, I was like, these guys' videos are looking a lot like Ryan's videos. I was like, I don't know if they're copying them or Ryan's working with them, but it's cool to know that they're actually doing that because there's they're literally the exact same thing, which is just funny to see. Hmm. Well, and it works like that. Like when it, when you find something that works, like I don't change it. And like you know, the, the only problem now is like I said, the saturation. Like it, when we started doing videos, like like it was yeah, it, like he started getting like fifty million views a month, and I'm like, I'm like, all right. Um, <laughs> we're gonna have we're get, like we're gonna ride this until the wheels fall but like so we're constantly trying to figure out ways like you know to to innovate i guess you could say and you know that's why he keeps paying us i mean he pays us a good amount he's one of my best clients um you know ironically i don't really talk to him much like because <laughs> like they pay early actually um wow. <laughs> like because they're like do not stop what you're doing yeah because like, i mean his account's only been active for about five and a half months and he's almost at a million right now um so i mean his right now he's growing at um like 150,000 followers a month um which uh, and that's significantly increased because just last week we had four videos get a million views like back to back on his account wow um he loves like, attention so, yeah and loves money but like loves it. attention too at the same time yeah. attention is money to him well that's i mean just in experience nobody cares like the only thing people care about on tiktok is being views um, I'm sorry, you cut out about, there a minute. The only thing they care about on TikTok is what? A million viewed videos. Got it. Like, you know, and we see people care about art, they want to make money. As somebody who's providing service, if I can guarantee them a million videos, I I have a long lifespan with my clients. Yep. And right now, where the goal is one million viewed video a month for every client, and then the next goal is one a million viewed video a week for all of my clients. And 
certain clients don't have that type of virality um and that's hard for people to understand mm-hmm. like like you know speaks viral yeah. like words come out of his mouth that can go viral he's hilarious you know jason capital speaks viral yeah yeah see that's the part i so, don't understand so you know, how does I'm that sure. work if somebody speaks and they go viral just because they just have a certain essence i mean ryan probably has better first in experience yeah like the biggest thing is they have to be polarizing like if you're not polarizing you're you're, you're boring you don't stand out um and second you actually have to have good advice um and the most important, I think, like the third part is actually what, what you said, Costa, was they need to be able to project that in a short enough time to get the virality, meaning to keep somebody's attention for long enough and in a condensed time frame to, to let the video go viral. Right. And they, I mean, I know a lot of smart people that it takes them five minutes to tell me a story. Like yeah. on TikTok, you've got 30 seconds. Right. You know? So, like, I, I call it speaking TikTok, and it's like <laughs> short, punchy sentences. Like, and, and like, I've gotten a lot better at it. But when I say that, I speak in short, punchy sentences because I can edit them together. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and, and then I can move them around and like go like this and like cut words out and move things and you know. So, so like, that's because I'm an editor. So, for a real estate agent, give me an example of what that would sound like. Well. How to write off a private jet and sell more houses. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, okay. yeah. You know, but also, most like I'm working with a guy now. Um, his name is Jordan or Cash Jordan. He's a real, he's a realtor apartment guy in uh, New York City. And nobody cares about the apartments or the houses they're seeing. Like, you know, like for every house that you're selling, like if I were a real estate salesman, I would sell one aspect of every house and I would sell that dream to that one. And you got to, you know, and do it on TikTok, like you got to look for the most viral piece of every house. So, you know, one viral might be the swimming pool. So like you're making a TikTok, don't make it about the house, make it about the pool at this house. Right. Make it about the, like, would you like to have this swimming pool in your backyard? This thing, like, you, you, you know, it's not what, you know, so it's, you got to kind of show bits and pieces and like, like, and that's like speaking, or that's like a viral topic. Like, because not everyone wants to see every apartment because if they're, they're not looking for an apartment, they don't care about an apartment. But they will see the $1,700 gold-plated sink in a house. Yep. Like, that's a viral video. You know, or they will see the, the, the tiniest closet in New York City. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, or the, you know, so those things as a realtor, those are ways to like, like, those are the types of videos I would be making. Like, even if you don't have, like, crazy stuff to look at, every house you go into, there's something different in that house that you could showcase for a video um i mean but as far as speaking like by saying that you're a realtor and teaching people how to be realtors you just niche yourself down very small like the amount of people on tiktok that want to be a realtor are are very is low so like a smarter approach would be to teach people how to be entrepreneurs and you just happen to like real estate yep i you know and then it's you know, videos like how much money can a real estate agent make? How much money does a loan officer make? How much money does a does a property manager make? How much money does this? Those are viral topics because it's anybody that's thinking about being one of those, or it's a oh, I didn't know property managers made that much. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like things like that. It, it's broadening out your scope, but still keeping it in your realm. Yeah, you know, is is kind of, and that's it's hard to do. It's not easy. Like, it, and that's why you, 
you see a lot of people flopping on TikTok, like, or they have one really good viral video and then they never have another. And that's yeah. something that we learned, you know, as as a team, like with, with my guys, is like anybody can have one million viewed video, but can consistently get on your account. Yeah, you're doing something, right. and that's. I mean, for my own account, that's what I saw with the advice of like it kind of pains me to not teach video editing and content because I love it. Um, but you know, this is a game and this is a short window. And I don't think people understand that either. Like if you blow up on TikTok in the next year, like all you need is a, a, you know, a million followers on TikTok means a hundred thousand on YouTube and 75,000, a hundred thousand on Instagram. Like because the, the crossover is real. I mean, you saw it, you reached out to me through Instagram, yep. you know, like, so, the and i don't think people are putting enough emphasis emphasis on that to go is like that's why i'm like like i don't do anything else like my only focus for me personally and my brand is tiktok i'm like how can i go viral how can i make videos that get a lot of views because i know a lot of views equates to followers mm -hmm. you know and you know video types are different like you know i've had lots of different styles of videos on my page that got a million views um one of them being about LOL dolls inside Walmart. Um, that video didn't get me a lot of followers. It got a lot of views. My recent video that I got 4.4 million views was an advice video. I taught something. I gave something, something tangible, and it got like 60,000 followers from one video. Which advice video was so, that one? You, um, it was, I'll look at my phone really quick. It was the... I love the Chipotle one um, and also the... Do this if you want to spread is that the hundred dollar bill one with the uh, the alcohol? Um, nope, that's another one that did well. Um, because one, one everyone's alcohol. I love that. The hundred dollars um, is crazy. That was a great tip. That was a great one. Yeah, you can hear it. It's it's the four million where I'm like sitting, like it's like one of the first videos. If you look at my feed, like I mean, you can look at it, but you'll see the style of videos that I was doing, and then all of a sudden you see a stark change. Yeah. Right here. All videos started being different. That was me testing it out, and that was the the four million view video was the video I posted on that newer style, and that gotcha. was just me. Like that's what I like. A lot of people on TikTok, I think they make make this mistake as well. Like TikTok just told me that that video they liked. So it would have been selfish and creating content about this and making marketing and like editing content. Like that's like a slap in the face of TikTok. Mm. Like so I just double down on that, you know, and now I'm just doing videos like that. That's People awesome. stuck in that, they don't want to change the content at all. Right. Yeah, it's all about adapting just like you did. Yeah, people don't like to change, that's for sure. Or do something different. Yeah. No, it's, I think there's a lot of people doing that right now on TikTok because you see it with the views. Like if people with like a million followers getting like 2,000 views on a video, like that's like, dude, nobody likes your shit anymore. Change it. <laughs> like, like they, they liked you at some point, you got a million followers. Yeah. So make them like you again. Like, it, you know, it, and I would say you need to change your content style probably, you know, at the rate I've been going about every 90 days. Gotcha. Yeah. Hey, you know, and the funny thing is, is most everybody thinks that I'm like, <clears throat> the reason that video went viral is because they didn't think anybody was in the room. Mm. Like they were all just commenting, like, 
you know, there's nobody yeah. in this room, but I'm like, around four million people is a big fucking yeah. room. Yeah, exactly. Like, so, you know, but there was there were there there are people in my videos. I just I cut them out. I don't even want them in there because I want the comments. I want people to comment. He's talking to nobody. <laughs> yeah, you know, because comments mean virality. Yeah, that's right. All right. Awesome. Wow, this was that was a this blast. was fantastic. I knew I, I asked you one thing, so I know our viewers are going to want me to follow up on it. What were the slimy things you did with Google? <laughs> uh, all right, cool. So I'll try then to we keep can it wrap it up. Um, so back like seven or eight years ago, they had you could buy what they call exact match domain names. Um, so for example, like you know, um, coffeeshopprices.com, like or coffee shop is St. Petersburg, Florida. Like now you made that if you bought that domain and you built a five page website on a WordPress blog that was stuffed to the guilds with specific keywords that you knew were related to the domain name, you effortlessly, usually that alone would rank that site at least in the top three on Google. Um, and they call them, they used to be called sniper sites. Um, so I'll just tell you the, the site that I had, that's one of my most successful. Are you guys familiar um, with the show, the reality show on MTV called Jersey Shore? Of course, yeah. Well, <clears throat> I was in a movie theater um, and I they showed a preview for the upcoming reality show, Jersey Shore. And I looked at the preview and I go, all those guys in there have abs. They're all pretty jacked. I took out my phone. I went to the domain, right? I went to godaddy.com and I bought four domain names. I bought jerseyshoreabs.org, because that was available. I bought the situationworkout.com.net and .org. <laughs> and I went home that night and I, I stayed up all night and I built a, a site on each of those. <clears throat> and sure enough, the next day, they were all ranked on page one. And it's crazy. When the, the last post, I just made the site. So it's basically a one-page site that looked like a blog. And I I mean, I'm familiar with fitness. So I, it was a good article. I wrote like a 1,000 to 1,500 word article about what I hypothetically thought, you know, Mike, the situation would have done for a workout that looked like he looks. And I then linked off to a couple of affiliate products. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, I said, if you like this workout, you probably would like this workout. And... Every single Thursday at 8 p.m., from yeah. the hours of yeah. 8 p.m. to about midnight, I would make between $1,000 to $2,500. That's wow. awesome. And now, when that site works, I hired, uh, I went to elance.com and I hired Filipinos for $150 a week to make sites for me. And the next site that did really well was, uh, we're all probably familiar with Captain America. Yeah. His name is Chris Evans. Yeah. I bought Chris Evans workout.com. And <laughs> that's amazing. I did. I did the same thing. Um, now the funny part about the MTV site, the Jersey Shore site was eventually they sent me a cease and desist uh, <laughs> to take down the site. But I, but I actually, I cease and assist to an attorney. I had actually registered the situation workout before the situation did. So I won the CSS. They could not take my site down. Wow. Good for um, you. You know, so that should tell people listening that if you have an idea, buy the domain. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, because you can't, the, the situation 
like they were trying to trademark it and that's what they were saying this they were just trying to scare me yeah and but i still knew you know like i was like i'm not letting this site go until i have to like it's like it's like tuesday i'm like in two more days this fucker's gonna make 2500 bucks so like yeah. i'm not letting this thing go yeah um but with the with the movie sites they did really really well um you know, when a movie would release, like the bigger movies, like the Marvel ones and things. Yeah. So the big, they would release on Wednesday night at like, um, I think midnight. They would always have a midnight showing. And from like Wednesday night to like Sunday afternoon, it was like a windfall of affiliate commissions for me. Um, because people were going to the movies, Googling it when they got home. And it was, I mean, yeah. it was crazy. Um, I also started doing it for other terms um, that were like hot button terms. Like one of them was increased testosterone. Um, yeah. So I bought, I had the domain for a while, increasedtestosterone.org, um, I think it was .org, oh no, increasedtestosteronenaturally.org. Gotcha. And if it was like a, a domain like that, I would put more effort into it. Um, mm-hmm. as, and that site had about 100 blog posts on it. Not a single one was written by me. Um, but I ended up, and I would pay like 5 to $10 a blog post. So like, you know, what did I put like, you know, a thousand, maybe $1,000 in articles on the site and... I ended up selling that. So it, it, it was crazy. Like, I, I mean, some of the shit like that I had ranked, like it, it made no sense to me, but it was like an 80, 20 thing. Like 80% of the income came from like 20 sites, you know? Like, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I just, the, the way I looked at it is I didn't know which one, the, I didn't know what site 21 would be. So I just kept building them because it cost me like, you know, in my, Domain register bills were pretty high, you know, because I have 400 something domains registered. So I was paying, you know, 400 times 10 a month for domains. Yeah. So, so we're doing well. Um, yeah, that was kind of the. But Google did eventually change that, and like it just didn't work anymore. Right. Um, so I went from like it, it was a consistent. Uh, I had it to almost like it's like 750 dollars a day, and I was like, if I get to a thousand a day. But I had to sustain it to sell the network because um, if you're trying and people, a lot of people don't know this, but if you're selling a website, you have to have a track record and history of the traffic to the site and the amount of revenue the site does for an extended period of time. Yeah. But six months was like the the low end. Like I was like, if I can get a you know get a thousand dollars a day and I can show it in all my accounts with the whole network as a collective for six months, like I I should be able to sell this like. You know, maybe not for a million, but I might be able to get a half a million or seven hundred thousand dollars, or because that was like what people did. I mean, people still do that to the day. It's just different. They do it with TikTok accounts, Instagram accounts, and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, you know, I got the first offer at two hundred fifty k. It was a private offer. Like they, they searched me through the domain registry, and they're like, "Hey, I know you have a lot of these sites. I see you ranked in like, like I, I kind of dominated in the fitness industry for about a year." Um, like I did so I had so many in the fitness niche. Um and they offered me two hundred fifty K and I was just like I thought about it. I was, like, I was like, that's a lot. Like I've never seen that in one check. Like I like, it was just as easy as like literally they would send half the money and then I would, you know, trans I would literally just like I would I'd put it in escrow and I would send them the password to my domain like just my GoDaddy account. And, I, and as soon as they would buy it, they could go and change the password as their account. And that's how easy it was. That's wow. Like, and then they, I mean, the, the servers and stuff, like, you know, I did it from day one. I knew that that was like the end game for me. So like, I tried to keep it as organized as possible, but you know, that was like the sale. Like, that's it. It's a password. Yeah. Like 250K for a password, you know? And like, 
I just kind of got a little greedy and I was like, I can get more and nope, nope. It, it just didn't happen. So, but yeah, that was a, I mean, when I slimy affiliate stuff, like some sites that I couldn't monetize with, uh, like with legit, like affiliate, like fitness products that people like, I had a meeting like that. Like, I know everybody at fitness mix that sells products online. So like I knew the highest converted ones, but like I got mixed in with some EPA offers um, which I, I would never do again. Um, and I was a naive younger guy and good money. And I was like, fuck it. It's just money. Like, and there was a free, the free trial offers. I don't know if you guys are familiar with those. Like, you know, it was like, man, so like boost your testosterone naturally. Just take these pills, free trial. It's like you pay for the shipping. Yep. So it's like, you know, it was four ninety five for the customer and they get a free like week supply of this supplement. Well, what happens and you know, I like to say I didn't know that this would happen, but I did. Like, it's a damn near impossible to cancel. Like, you basically have to just turn your credit card off and get a new credit card. Mm. Um, you know, so if I couldn't get a site to monetize with like the legit products, I I would privatize the, dom- the, the domain registry so nobody knew it was mine, and I would, you know, send them to wherever <laughs> would pay. <laughs> yeah, because for for like the person sending the traffic, like if like if I send the traffic and they bought the four ninety five trial, they would pay me fifty dollars. Wow. So that should tell you how hard it was to cancel. Yeah. Yeah. Because it rebills at like I think it was like seventy five dollars a month, which honestly, they were good supplements. Like they weren't. It, it's not like they, it wasn't like a you know they weren't just not sending you. Anything. Yeah. They would yeah. send you a bottle of supplements every month. You know. So you know, but you know, it was a you couldn't do that day. Like they don't. Internet's a lot smarter now. Like, like, like the FTC came crashing down on the industry a while back. So it's just, you know, that's just what it was. But you know, some of that stuff, like, you know, I would create email lists. Like, if the site was getting like a thousand visitors a day, like I put like a pop up on the site, I could get like three or four hundred emails a day. And then I would just, I would write emails, sending them to offers every day until they signed off. Yeah. Like, it was like buy or die. Like, churn. Yeah. You know, but the thing is, like that, like by doing that, like that's what I do in my videos now. I just do it with video, like mm-hmm. uh, you know, the same type of psychological manipulation and you know things that you do to sell products online. Like I kind of speak that way. Yeah, like it's it's like in my head. So, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't do it any other way. That's for sure. Cool. Well, I hope that was helpful for you guys. It was really yeah, it was. helpful. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. I I, I appreciate you guys having me on. All right. We appreciate having you. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks again, Ryan. Thanks, guys.